you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G. Hello, Dodger fans, and welcome to Locked on Dodgers. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Vince Samperio, and with me is Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, I know we just saw each other, but how are you doing? Yeah, I'm with you, and just an hour ago I was actually with you uh, i'm doing good i had a fun evening uh you know caught a game with my buddy vince yeah not too bad um all right so today's episode we know we have the elephant in the room to discuss the elephant being julio urias and his arrest for misdemeanor domestic battery we will talk about that for sure and get to that uh, our first segment will be about the game real quick and we'll try to keep it brief because obviously the big issue and the big problem right now is the Udia situation. But first, a reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers and your podcast app of choice. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play a podcast Locked On Dodgers. All right, Jeff, let's talk about the game that we were both at, that we witnessed live together. There's a few things to talk about. I think the big things we'll want to talk about is Kershaw. And then how the Dodgers got to Chris Paddock and pretty much put it on them today. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Paddock has obviously been really good this year, uh, but he relies a lot on getting people to chase pitches out of the zone, especially that changeup that we, is really good. We saw Jock strike out on it. Uh, but it's, it almost seemed like the first time through the order, the Dodgers were just kind of feeling him out and, and learning his stuff. Obviously, it's the first time they've faced him. And then that second time through, they started putting the beating on him a little bit. Uh, but even the first time through, Muncie hit the ball hard. They had a couple hard hit balls. Uh, but then, you know, obviously Jock's home run to take the lead, take some of the pressure off. <laughs> I mean, that was their first hit, but it also gave them the lead. And then Bellinger's home run to extend the lead was a big deal. And it kind of allowed them to really get into their game plan, which was to be the notoriously patient Dodgers, not chasing that stuff out of the zone. They got some walks. They got, you know, deep into counts, uh, which ultimately led to Paddock leaving the game early. And and they took advantage, you know, that three of the runs were unearned because Machado made that dumb error. Um, and so that, you know, it, it's silly that you can give up an unearned run on a home run, but that's the rules. So, uh, but... You know, the Dodgers took advantage of mistakes. They took advantage of walks. They took advantage. They got base runners on. They even manufactured a run thanks to the legs of Max Muncy. So all in all, it was a, a really good team win and and really good to see them take on a, a good pitcher they'd never seen before and just execute their game plan. Yeah, I mean, pretty much just like you said, first time through the lineup, a couple hard hit balls, a lot of, you know, taking pitches they probably normally wouldn't take. Uh, and then second time through, they kind of put it on and aided by the air. Uh, and then Kershaw, I mean, he, he gave up a, a home run to Reyes, which was uh, – Reyes just reached out and got it and put a good swing yeah, on it. It wasn't a bad pitch. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really wasn't. But then the one the one Machado hit probably still hasn't landed. That one was a bomb. Uh, but besides that, I mean, we were counting up his outs. A lot of a lot of infield pop ups or foul ball pop ups. Uh, a couple comebackers. Um, Dodgers turned a couple double plays. A lot of not a lot of strikeouts, five strikeouts, I think, but a lot of swings and misses early on, at, at least from what we noticed. And he won seven innings, and he's gone into the seventh inning four of his six starts this year. So. Uh, you know, we're not, it's not vintage Clayton Kershaw, but he's still getting the job done. Yeah, it was interesting. He struck out three in the first inning, one in the second inning, and then no more until his last batter of the game to finish the seventh inning. So between the third and the sixth innings, those four innings, he didn't have any strikeouts. Uh, but really, other than those, I mean, other than the one bad pitch to Machado, it's hard to really quibble too much. Even he walked a batter or two, but. You know, there were a lot of close pitches that, you know, the Padres deserve credit for laying off those close pitches. Uh, he wasn't wild. It was just a really well-pitched game. And luckily, the offense did enough to make up for the one or two mistakes that he made. Yeah. And uh, winning against the Padres is always fun. Yeah. Um, I think I'm good on my end. Uh, I don't know if you have anything more to add for this segment. Yeah, I just want to mention this is the first time that you and I have actually sat and watched a Dodger game together as fans ever. That is uh, true. We've been in the press box together for Dodger games once or twice in the past, but uh, this is the first time we've actually been Dodger fans together at a game. So that was fun. Yeah. We're one in them. Yep. All right. Uh, coming up next, like we said, we will address the Julio Udas situation. Uh, but first, we want to remind you to subscribe to the show at Locked on Dodgers on the new Himalaya podcast app or wherever podcast app you use. We're going to keep pushing Himalaya, but uh, you don't. You can do whatever you want. It's your, it's your life, as long as you're listening to us. And we'll be right back. And we are back. So Tuesday morning, we woke up to the news that Julio Urias had been arrested on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge. Stemming from an incident that happened in Beverly Hills on Monday night. And um, we, TMZ Sports broke the news. They said that witnesses called on Urias after it appeared that he shoved a female down to the ground that he was having an argument with. And he was taken in and arrested and bailed out in the morning on $20,000 bail. And then... No video has surfaced as of 11.30 on Tuesday night. And the Dodgers issued a statement that they were gathering information along with MLB. And then MLB placed him on the seven-day administrative leave, which is part of the collective bargaining agreement and their domestic violence policy. Um, so he's out at least seven days. Uh, could be shorter depending about the investigation. Could be longer depending on the investigation. And he could face suspension for sure. And uh, we'll just kind of, you know, talk about our initial thoughts on hearing the news. Uh, and then, you know, kind of what the Dodgers and where the, where it can go from here. Yeah, it's a, it's a crappy situation. It, it was depressing to hear about. Um, you know, none of us really have ever had much of an insight into Julio as a person. He doesn't, you know. He doesn't talk much, uh, doesn't show his personality a lot, so we don't really know much about him. Um, 
but but still when it's somebody on your favorite team it's uh it's a depressing and frustrating and upsetting situation um you know according to the reports there is video out there so i, I you know at some point it seems like we will uh learn what actually happened and you know obviously i'm hoping that that somehow this was a misunderstanding and that you know, the witnesses saw it wrong or something. I'm not hoping that for the Dodgers sake. I'm hoping that because that means that there's one less monster in the world. Uh, you know, ultimately though, you know, if, if what we find out is that, you know, Julio really is in the wrong here and really did do what the witnesses say, the Dodgers are in a really sticky situation. Uh, and, and it's hard because it was easy you know, when they when they had a trade worked out for Aroldis Chapman right at the time that Chapman's uh, domestic violence news broke, it was easy to cancel that trade, say, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, you know, it's easy to look at the Astros and say, well, we wouldn't have traded for Antonio Asuna when he's, you know, in that situation. It's easy to look at the Cubs and say, well, we wouldn't welcome back Addison Russell, especially when they have better options at shortstop anyway. But when it's somebody on your own team and not just anybody, but Julio, who has been, you know, their top prospect at times, you know, so much promise and such a big part of their future. Uh, it kind of, it tests your mettle a little bit to see how seriously you're going to take things. And, uh, but the bottom line is, if Julio really did uh, did this, they need to take it really seriously. I don't know that that means never let him play for the Dodgers again. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily necessarily the right approach um, for for a lot of reasons. And I'm glad that the Dodgers have never really taken that that dumb zero tolerance stance that the Astros had that made them look like hypocrites when they then traded for Osuna. Um, you can take it seriously without having a zero tolerance stance, uh, but they they really do need to take it seriously, assuming that the charges are are accurate. Uh, but I, I'm pretty confident they will take it seriously and that they will. I, I'm 100% sure that whatever they do won't satisfy everyone, but I think they'll probably pretty be pretty fair and appropriately harsh. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we've Dodgers have never had to deal with this, especially in the recent times when you know this is taking more of a of a role in society. I mean, it should have been like that the whole time, but that's a, a different different story, different argument. But you know. A lot of people on Twitter, Twitter's going to let the takes fly regardless of where they want to go. Um, you know, we both, I feel like we took, you know, approach. We knew we were going to have to talk about it today on the podcast. So we kind of took the approach and wait and see. And there's a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different things. And the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, like you said, the Dodgers have to take it seriously. Um I mean, MLB is going to do what MLB is going to do. They've given out, you know, different game suspensions for different types of things. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, number one, is that, you know, he needs to be punished for being arrested. Um, you know, that's just part of it. Um, you know, he needs to be punished for that part, and I'm sure he will be. Uh, 
and then, you know, they go from there. And I think the biggest thing with other teams that they've done uh, when they have issues like this is just they've just seemingly gone about it all wrong. The Cubs with Addison Russell, you know, the Astros picking up Osuna, teams trading for Chapman. Uh, you know, it, the optics haven't looked great, and the Dodgers have a chance to – you know, kind of set a precedent for how teams should handle things like this. And we'll, we'll see exactly what they do. But, I mean, the, the they're, they're going to wait it out. They're going to see, you know, what, what the investigation is and get all the details. Uh, but I think, you know, the best plan of attack for them is, you know, look into it deeper. If it's something that they, you know, uncover that it's been an issue before or other times. And, yeah, it might be, you know, might be the case to have to let them go. And probably just fi- and justifiably so if, if that's the case. But if it's you know a one-time incident and you know whatever the details are, I think the Dodgers just have to get out in front of it and you know take the proactive approach rather than the reactive approach that other teams have kind of taken, and that's you know suspending him on their own maybe if the, if MLB doesn't, uh, you know getting him out there in the public and and whatever he needs to do not just issue. A statement but you know kind of if it's something that he needs to take account for then take account for it the team needs to take account for it you know they need to do the rehab and the rehabilitation and you know the counseling and whatever else they need to do uh you know they need to make sure the other side of it the female is you know she, whatever the story is or whatever they need to have her side taken care of uh you know they just need to get out in front of it and take a the approach that you know teams should take is that, hey, we understand what happened, and this is what we're going to do about it, or you know, or cut ties, whatever it is. Uh, but the Dodgers have a chance here. Like you said, it's not there's nothing they can do that's going to satisfy everyone, and but they do have something that they have a chance to you know kind of show and be that team and continue to show that they're one of the top organizations in baseball with how they handle this. Yeah, I don't know if I agree that he needs to be punished for being arrested, per se. I was talking to my cousin, who is a police officer, uh, while I was driving down to California today. And one of the things he mentioned to me is that when it comes to domestic violence, the officer's hands are tied. They have to arrest if there is an accusation of domestic violence. And so... Uh, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to what's on the video. Uh, and assuming the reports are true that there are, it seems like there's maybe even multiple video accounts of it. Um, and whatever that is, you know, if the video shows, you know, it, it it's possible that it was a misunderstanding, you know, uh, or, you know, I could even see a situation and, and this is going to come across as me defending it and it's not, um, I could see a situation where she was hitting him and he tried to stop her and she ended up on the ground. You know, there, it, it could be a lot of things. Chances are, unfortunately, that it was what the witnesses say they saw. Um, but there's no harm done in waiting for the investigation, you know, to actually make sure you know what happened. I don't think the Dodgers are allowed to suspend him on their own. I don't think the the CBA allows for that. I think only the only punishment can come from the league. Um, and yeah, so, you know, really it comes down to, 
what the investigation turns up and you know i hope that somehow it was a misunderstanding and again not because i want julio to pitch for the dodgers but because the world's a better place when men aren't beating women up and so i hope that that's not what happened uh it's frustrating as a man to <laughs> to see these things happen um it's you know I don't understand the mindset of somebody who would, I, I, I wouldn't hit anybody. I'm not a violent person. And so maybe I don't understand a lot of things. Uh, I'm also a lot bigger than pretty much everybody I meet. And I'm always conscious of that because I could do physical damage to people. And so, uh, but you know, Julio is a big dude and he needs to understand that, <laughs> you know, violence is not the answer as we teach our kids. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of punishment for the arrest, that's more so if it, if let's just say whatever it is, you know, the video comes out, it's quote unquote not so bad, but he was still arrested. I mean, if, in that case, can't they do like contract detrimental to the team or something? I, maybe, I don't know. How, probably not long though, but yeah. And since it is a domestic violence thing, I think it kind of gets lumped under there. I, I don't think they can do any punishment separate from what the league does, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not an ideal situation. It's not something that, you know, you want to happen, not just because like I said, not just because the Dodgers are baseball, uh, but you know, the, the human element, it's, you don't want that to happen at all to anyone in any place. So, uh, you know, we're, I'm sure more details will come out. Obviously, the investigation by the MLB will be conducted. I can't imagine that the video won't be released at some point in the next couple of days or week. And it's just going to go from there. But, you know, I do think, like I said, I do think if it turns out to be an isolated incident that is whatever and misunderstand, whatever the situation may be, uh, I definitely think it's a way that, you know, the Dodgers can get out and, and and be proactive and, you know, just kind of show that they're not going to sit here and kind of do what the other teams have done with other players, that they're going to, you know, take a charge of it and, and make sure that all bases are covered. Yeah, and I think it's important to reinforce what you just said. We're talking about the baseball ramifications of this because we are a baseball podcast. We're talking about Julio as he relates to the Dodgers because this is a podcast about the Dodgers. But absolutely the most important thing here is that these are people involved and specifically the, the victim involved. And that's what matters. And so uh, I hope I, I believe that Major League Baseball's uh, domestic violence policy was created with the intent of helping victims and helping prevent there from being more victims. And I hope that whatever happens here will be done in that context and in the with the goal of uh helping the victim in this situation and helping prevent there from being more victims in the future yeah um all right i think that will wrap this up for today's episode um we'll obviously keep you updated as things go along hopefully tomorrow's episode will be a little lighter and talking about the Dodgers two game sweep of the Padres on Max Muncy bobblehead nights. We want to thank you for listening to locked on Dodgers. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with 
analysis on the game and whatever else comes up. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the New Himalaya Podcast app as well as other podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you use. If you like the show, then show us. You know, you can subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, you know, post on Twitter, post it on Instagram, post it on Reddit, post it on Facebook, post it on uh, whatever social media you like. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. You can follow Jeff at Snydog. You can follow me at Vince Samperio. And I mean, well, I think we'll open it up. If you have some thoughts on the UDS situation, feel free to call in and, you know, agree, disagree, whatever you want. You know, we want to hear all sides on this because obviously there's a lot of different factors in play. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 323-863-LOCK. That's 323-863-LOCK. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you will be too. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. Thank you for listening, dear friends. D. I say D-O, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, the team that's all hard, all hard and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye!